Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is brought to you by BSO and ABF Creative and is scheduled for one fall. And on the mic, we have the one and only Robert Latow. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of my energy. They trying to take the wave from your boy. Messing with your boy, better pray for your boy. It's Robert Latow. Keep that same energy podcast. Let's get to the opening bell. Let me tell you my problem with Myers Leonard and his anti-Semitic comments. Here's what, what the problem is. When Miles Leonard decided to stand for the national anthem, when all of his teammates kneeled against police brutality and racial injustice, we were understanding to that. Mr. Leonard said, you know, he had family in the military. You, you, know, you, know, you know what they go to. The flag, the troops, my cousin, my brother's a Navy SEAL, MI6, whatever, whatever it is. James Bond, whatever. But we were understanding of that, you know, because frankly, it's a choice. You're not comfortable kneeling, do what you got to do. You stand. As long as you're not doing anything to hurt the cause, we can dig it. Gave him the benefit of the doubt. But here's the thing. Based off of what we know now, he's a liar. And that's why it's very difficult to take people like Drew Brees and others at their word when they say that they're allies for that. Myers Leonard said all the right things on Instagram and Twitter and to the media, had black media saying there's not a a racist or prejudiced bone in his body. I mean, he was convincing. He was very, very convincing. People true colors as I've told you many, 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 many times, often come out when they're not really paying attention. You cannot, and I can't stress this to you enough, you cannot take anyone, athlete, entertainer, your neighbor, your co-worker, you can't take anyone and make a full determination of the person they are by limited interactions or social media postings. You cannot make a full determination of what's in someone's heart just because they give to charity or they give money away or they're generally a, a, a nice person when the camera is on. You do not know any of these people. Behind closed doors. For all you know, I could be a serial killer. I could have 30 bodies in my backyard. You just don't know. What happens is, though, in tough times, or when when they don't think people are listening, sometimes people true colors 
come out. Now, what Miles Miles Leonard was saying on that Call of Duty, that's him. That's the real him. Not the guy that said, oh, I stood because my brother's a Navy SEAL. I couldn't sleep because I didn't know what to do. I give all this money to charity. Nope. This is, I would say a part. I'm not saying it's the only part of them. I'm saying the charity part, helping kids and all that stuff. That's a part. You know, there's a reason why certain mafia members or gang members or, or whatever are looked up in the community. You know, they give out turkeys on Thanksgiving and then they shoot up the block the day after. Like, you, it's, it's not mutually exclusive. So this is who he is. And then, you know, you know what the apology is going to be. I didn't know what I was saying. Like, anyone that would believe that is an idiot. People just don't say words that they don't know what they mean. Especially slurs. You just don't do that. That's just not how communication works because at some point to use the word you would have had to heard the word or overheard the word or heard someone else say it like you just don't come up with stuff out of the blue especially words that are not used in common lexicon like the word that he used is not commonly used it's not something that you hear Every day. So to pull that out of your your book of slurs, you sort of have to know what you're saying. It would be like me using a Mexican slur and then saying I had no idea it was a Mexican slur. But then when someone asked me, well, how did you come about hearing it or finding out about the word? And why specifically would you say it to a Mexican if you had no idea what the word meant? That's just a lie. It's just a lie. But as I've always said, people, when it comes to racism and it comes to black people specifically, when people are racist against us, yeah, it's, it's, it's overlooked. When you have the right complexion for protection, you can say things like Myers Lennon and probably in the long run, nothing will happen. Maybe a fine for the, from the NBA. He was already hurt and not playing. He'd get fined. He'd move on with his career. He'd take some sensitivity classes and that'd be the end of it. He'll still make tens of millions of dollars. That'll be the end of it. He'll bounce back. You know, if you had the right complexion for protection, you bounce back. Think about all the times Ryan Leaf has been arrested and all the other things that have happened to him. And they still give him jobs. And that's really my issue. My issue is not people making mistakes or doing stupid stuff. Because we all do that. No one is perfect. No one is without fail. Everyone has had bad moments. Everyone has had their feet put to the fire. 
the real issue is when it happens, who has the better ability to bounce back? Someone that looks like us or someone that looks like Myers Leonard or Ryan Leaf. You think about that for a second. Who has the ability to bounce back? Who's going to get opportunities? Who are people going to be more sympathetic to? You know the answer to the question. You know the answer. Right off the top, you know the answer. Right off top. So that that's really my issue. Maybe he's sorry, maybe he's not. I know he's lying about not knowing what the word meant. Probably sorry that he got caught. Maybe, you know, that's not unusual. That's human nature. He did what he had to do from a PR perspective. I don't know if he's a terrible person. I don't know. I don't know if he really is probably calling people in words. You know, when nobody's watching. Wouldn't put it against him because we saw what he's already done. Because you just don't know. And that's the point. Just treat them like they are. They're just basketball players. That's it. You don't know anything else. The hero worshiping has to stop. What in the blue hell? So I know you watched the uh, Oprah interview with, with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry and the whole royal family situation. First thing, you, you do understand these people have no actual power, right? I don't know if people really understand that. Yes, we have queens and princesses and uh, what is it, uh, duchesses of York, Duke of York, whatever. They have no no actual political power. The queen is just symbolic. Yeah, they're rich. They have a lot of money. And, you know, she is the queen of England, but they don't make no decisions. So this whole thing is just kind of fantasy land stuff anyway. I don't think people really know that. You see, you hear, you hear queen and king and prince and princess. Eh, no power. It's just like it's a cash business. Hell, they even call it the firm. That, that sounds very family oriented, right? <laughs> um, I think this stuff is stupid. I'll be honest with you. It's really... It's, I'm getting more and more frustrated about the things that people care about as opposed to the things that they probably should care about. Now, let me let me explain this. If you enjoy following the Royals or watching the Kardashians or whatever, I, I've never been one to tell people what they should enjoy. Okay. To me, that's a little different than obsessed, right? You know, enjoying upset. Like, I enjoy a lot of things. I'm not obsessed with them, right? I can also separate fantasy things from reality things. You know, the Royals is a fantasy type of thing. You know, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle can get $100 million from Netflix or Spotify or whatever. That's not, you know, really has anything to do with what's going on in America right now. And I get it, you know. Yeah, racism exists all over. 
welcome to the real world. Oh, you know, your, your white son uh, marries a mixed girl. They're going to have mixed babies and the older people in your family are concerned about that. Hey, welcome to the real life. <laughs> That's, that stuff really happens to this day. Word to Deontay Wilder. 2021, 18, 21, 19, 21, don't matter. There are always going to be people when you have interracial relationships that are going to have certain opinions on the children. This is not new stuff. It's not mind-blowing stuff. This is not stuff that should shock you. Because once again, if you lived in reality, you already knew this stuff. I just wish people cared more about actual issues that are actually affecting black people. No offense to Meghan Markle. If she truly uh, was thinking about committing suicide, we know what happened to Princess Diana. That's really sad. If her mental health is all jacked up, that's a terrible thing. Wouldn't wish that on anybody. Because as we know, the amount of money you have, the amount of fame you have, really have nothing to do with your mental health and your happiness. With that being said, not to minimize her problems, but yeah, you married a prince. There are ways that you're going to be able to correct your problems that the everyday person cannot. And like I said, not minimizing it, but I can't say I'm getting overly emotional about it, you know. I'm not getting overly emotional about it because I can still worry about if my mom heater is going to work in the wintertime when I'm thousands of miles away. People are just focused on the wrong things. Their attention is on the wrong things. But one thing she was right about is the media. The media loves this stuff. The media is a gang just like the cops they can make or break you don't, don't get that twisted all that fair and reporting and unbiased none of that's factual in the media game in the paparazzi game Oprah stay cashing the checks can't be mad at that Oprah know how to make, make a dollar we know that factually the All-Star game. Marcus, what's the matter? No edits. If the dog starts barking, the dog starts barking. It's protecting the house. It's important that you guys know that my little dog, who's probably not like 10, maybe maybe 12 pounds, they got him protecting the house. That's all you really need. Like, I understand you want, you know, if you live in a certain area, maybe you want a pit bull. You know, but to me, it's like, all I need is an alert system. Because this thing about robbers is they can't necessarily see inside the house. So as long as the bark is strong enough, that would normally offset them. One of the, but robbers hate ah. dogs. They hate them. They hate them some dogs. Ah. Look at that. That's good, strong bark. I don't know what he's barking. He's like... Has good senses, like he's good with the, uh, like the hearing, 
and the smell, but he's terrible with his eyesight. They can't see anything. So sometimes he, he sees stuff. He thinks he sees stuff. It's, it's nothing there. Then again, he also, he has beef with like balloons and luggage and, and random inanimate objects. But that's another conversation for another day. Anyway, All-Star Game happened. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about this in this segment. Mm, I just talk about the basketball part. I'll come back to another part that I want to talk about. But just the basketball part. Uh, they got, We've been saying this for years. Like They got to do something about the dunk contest. Like, like if You get like one good one every 10 years. The three-point contest, the, the little skills challenge is taking over. You get like one good dunk contest every decade now. Maybe two if you're lucky. But they got to do something about the dunk contest. I actually kind of like the the uh, the format with the you know the Kobe to the twenty four at the end. I don't have a problem with that. The game itself is normally pretty good, but the dunk that was that was terrible. That was the problem is is that you can get stars to do the three point contest and the skills challenge. No stars want to do the dunk contest. I can't even though it was just a few days ago. I can't remember. Um, any other people that was in the dunk contest. One of them was named after Penny Hardaway. And I think one of them was named after Cassius Clay. That's all I remember. Also, which had nothing to do with the game, a lot of ladies of the night made their way down to the ATL. Um, It's a pandemic. So hotels were scarce. Airbnbs were scarce couple of the ladies had to sleep in U-Hauls in their cars, trying to catch them a baller. One young lady, Yaz the Stallion. Know why everybody wants to be named after horses, but whatever. Yaz the Stallion uh, said she was stranded because that unemployment check didn't hit. And, you know, started to go fund me. She got the money. She got $1,600. So she got more than just a flight back. But you would think, you know, and I understand. I think, so. I'm, I'm hoping these people are very young. I mean, some of these girls look about 40. But whatever the case, you would think if you have to wait for unemployment to hit, <laughs> that maybe you just shouldn't go. And I, I am not one to tell people what to do with their unemployment checks. Like I said, I'm not a judgy guy. If you want to spend your unemployment check at the club, by all means, as long as, you know, no kid is starving or anything, like if you got kids or something, you know, you, you make your own personal choices as an individual. So as an individual, if you decide you want to blow your money on the club and, and not get your basic necessities, that's fine. Like I said, as long as the kid's not starving, I don't care. I'm just saying. Maybe think it through before you buy. If you, my thing is, if you have to buy one-way tickets and you don't have enough money or a plan to get back home, you just shouldn't go. If you can't get a round-trip ticket anyway, you shouldn't go. I don't care if you're getting flown out. If somebody, if somebody's flying you out, and they say, well. You know, I get your other ticket when you get... Yeah, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> We've seen a lot of stranded 
ladies before. So now a bunch of GoFundMe stuff. She could have been scamming too. For all we know, she may not even been in Atlanta and just was trying to steal some money. I mean, we don't know. I don't know why one would want to embarrass themselves, but sixteen hundred dollars is sixteen hundred dollars. Hell, she might as well went for five thousand. I mean, we give Gorilla Glue girls twenty thousand. We give people money all the time. It was funny. I was talking to uh, my wife, and we watch uh, a lot of boxing. Uh, live streams I mean, you know there's a lot of I don't know if I would call them reporters but there's a lot of boxing YouTube personalities right uh, and they do these live streams and people give them money it's fascinating to me I'm not one to, and I'm not knocking the hustle I wish you guys would give me money just to talk feel free cash app Robert Littow <laughs> but it's just, it's just surprising to me what people give uh, who they give their money to. Like, I'm not giving my money to some girl that's stranded in Atlanta because she her unemployment didn't hit. But other people do, and that's their prerogative. Word to Bobby Brown. But just a word to the wise. If you got to sleep in a U-Haul, if you got to, you know, get a GoFundMe to get back home, I mean, it's okay. There's, there's going to be more All-Star weekends. You don't have to, to go to this one. You know, in the hopes that James Harden will pick you out of the lineup. That's not going to happen. The Injustice League. What grinds my gears a lot is situations like this. Why is this a national story? Why when I go to Google, BSL is the first story that comes up on Teacher Carla last year? Why is that? Why is that? And if you ask yourself, what is this story, Rob? Why should it be national news? Well, you have a teacher in Arkansas, kindergarten teacher, who has a five-year-old black boy, a child, cleaning out toilets with, with shit in them, with his bare hands. And this is not a national story. This isn't on... CNN. This isn't on Fox News. This isn't on Good Morning America. This is not the top story of the day. Why isn't it? That's the question. I talk a lot about brainwashing when it comes to black people. And some of it is not our fault in the sense that when you've been here for 200 years 300 years and for every year that we've been on this in this country the goal has been to oppress us they do it in different ways like they don't have us you know we're not slaves anymore there's no Jim Crow anymore. There isn't segregation anymore. It's just sophisticated now. Just like technology gets smarter, white supremacy gets smarter. They use the justice system. They use the cops. They use the politicians. They use things that you should think about daily. 
Just think about how they don't want to give people money during this pandemic. I always said, this is interesting to me. Pandemic hits. We got a trillion dollars to give to poor people. Right? <laughs> Why do we need a pandemic hidden for that? Why do we need a pandemic to help poor people stop being poor? Homeless people stop being homeless. So we want to do that on an everyday basis? And we had to fight for that. A little $1,200. There's equity in keeping poor people poor. There's equity in it. And there's a lot of brainwashing that happens in the educational system. I seen it firsthand because I went to three different types of schools. As a youngster, I went to a predominantly black elementary school, one through eighth grade, Catholic school. Then I went to a predominantly white high school, which was a little bit outside of the city. Then I went to a predominantly white big time university the Ohio State University. And while my paths and going through all of those schools had some ups and downs, and I probably would have did a lot of things differently in hindsight, those experiences, though, really opened my eyes to certain things, certain privileges. And the educational system just the money that is not put into certain schools and high schools and elementary schools you know you you learn who you are early in life fundamentally people don't change they adjust they grow, they gather more information, but they don't change from that real early on thing. Can change certain behaviors, can change certain things through knowledge and experience. But who you are at your core is really shaped right from the beginning. From the beginning, Grandmothers told me I could do more. But I had to kind of see it for myself. A lot of times in these educational institutions, they make you feel like you can't do more. They can't help you get to where you need to go. You essentially brainwashed that you gotta be where you're gonna be. So when I see a story like this, you're, you're inputting in a five-year-old and you are a white superior figure that essentially you're nothing but a janitor to them. 
I doubt that if a little white girl was having trouble pottying or whatever the issue was, that they would, at any institution, any kindergarten in the world, would have her put her little white hands in the toilet and pick up pieces of shit. Subconsciously or consciously, that's something that white people assume that black people will be doing for the rest of their lives. This should be the top story on CNN. But it's not. And while it may not be as blatant in, school, in, in, in other situations, there are subtle things that you pick up on as children, as kids, that you realize they don't see you nothing but still a slave. No, you're not getting whipped. You're not shackled, anything. But the mentality is still there. And they never see it, right? That's the, that's the other strange thing to me is that, you know, white people can go and attack the, the capital and still play the victim, but then be upset if black people are protesting because somebody got shot in the back. The disconnect is, is very strong. You have somebody like the guy from Papa John's. Since he don't understand why people think he's racist because he's saying the N-word. Says he's been working hard 20 months trying to get it out of his vocabulary. He, he said it like it was a drug addiction. Like it was crack or heroin. You know, you can just stop saying the word. When I was a teenager, uh, uh, OG, triple OG, came up to me because, you know, like most teenagers, I was cursing a little bit too much. <laughs> he said, you know, people who curse too much are just dumb people that can't think of, you know, words to use to express themselves. Uh, stop cursing. It's not, not a hard, it's not a hard thing to do to not say offensive things. But just remember that. There's a lot of brainwashing that is going on in our society. Very difficult to be a black person in society. Everything is against you. If you've made it, if you if you are a successful black person in this country, salute. Because it hasn't been easy. Even if you haven't experienced all that, you you have subtly may not even realize it. But you definitely have experienced it. So salute to you. I hate symbolism. I'll be honest with you. I hate performance art. I'll be honest with you. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like to be fake, right? There's certain things that I can do, that's what I can do. There's other things I can't do, I can't do. You never see me say I'm boycotting something, right? I'm boycotting. Amazon. I'm boycotting Nike. I'm boycotting the WWE. I'm boycotting the NFL. I'm boycotting whatever. You know why? Because it's fake. Because it's impossible. 
It's impossible to boycott everything that's problematic in this world. That's performance art. Now, you can say, you know something, and you know, I, you know, I'm not going to buy from this brand. Or I'm not going to buy from, you know, this person or whatever it may be. Like, those are personal choices, right? But I'm not going to performance art it. I'm not going to hashtag it because it's fake to me. There may be things to say, you know something, I don't like that, so I'm not going to deal with it. But I'm also realistic enough to know that, yeah, you know, if I never eat a Papa John's pizza, Again, I live, but I'm pretty sure Pizza Hut, Domino's, others, they, they have racist people within their organization, right? That, that's, let's just be honest. Just because the Papa John's guy said it out loud, that, that doesn't mean that it's not happening with the other pizza organizations. That's, that's how I feel about what you said. Well, you know, what was it? So, so you spoke, I was supposed to boycott Amazon. But I, what, do I go to Target? Do I go to Walmart? They've had the same issues for years. Same type of stuff with underpaying and, and not doing right by their workers and all of that stuff. So, you know, what are we doing here? So that's what I'm saying. I hate symbolism. I hate performance art. You know, the NBA knew they were being sneaky, pulling an all-star game during the pandemic. But, you know, they wanted to keep the TV partners happy. They wanted to make sure that check got cashed. So that's what they did. But instead of just doing it, you know, instead of just saying, you know, this is what we're doing because, you know, we need the money. They had to attach it to the HBCUs. And listen, I'm all for support of historically black colleges and universities but don't use them as a shield for something that you know that you probably shouldn't be doing that's that to me that's like you know you rob a bank and you put a child in front of you as a hostage that's you can't just do that as a shield it's, it's not right and if you're gonna do it Okay, that's fine. It's fine. You know, play for the, you know, the, the whatever. You don't have to be so heavy-handed in it. You don't have to mention HBCU every three seconds. Like, I mean, do you think we're dumb? It's performance art. It's symbolism. It's like when the NFL puts in racism in the back of the, uh, in the back of the end zone. What's that even mean? Yeah, we we know racism needs to end, but what 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 are you doing to end racism? What it, it takes all of us? No, it just takes the racist. I shouldn't have to do anything to not be discriminated against. What does it take for me, as a black man? What do I need to do than just be black to to not be have racist in my life? Doesn't take all of us. It takes them. I hate symbolism. I hate performance art. I hate it with a passion. Cause I, I guess because I see things for what they are. And I just prefer people just kept it real. We went through a pandemic. We lost a lot of cash. If we put on the all-star game, we'd get a lot of cash. Our TV partners would be happy. 
on the end, we, we, we'll throw some money at some HBCUs. But you don't have to tell me that. You don't have to give me three HBCU refs. It's, it, that's not, it's not that serious. You don't have to give me Kamala Harris and Michael B. Jordan. It's not. I just want to see the game. I want to see Steph Curry and Damian Lillard hit threes from half court. That's, that's all I want. I want to see Jokic dance. You, you, don't, ha- you don't have to be so... It, it's almost insulting to, to, to me. And it should be insulting, you know, to you. It should be insulting to you. And before I go, I did a live stream. Got a lot of attention. You know, but I, I don't say what I'm going to say. You know, I've, I've been canceled 30 times already. So what, what, you know, what else can you do? I'm still here. Checks still clearing. Big checks. You know, but I did a live stream and I talked about Pepe Le Pew. All people got mad about that. Oh, Pepe Le Pew. I think we talked about Mr. Potato Head before, but Pepe Le Pew. Pepe Le Pew. It grinds my gears, people. It, It really does. It really does. The The reason... It's that, it's, like I said, it's, it's almost insulting. It's almost insulting. Pepe Le Pew does this. Um, the guy, I guess, was from the New York Times or something. He wrote out Pepe Le Pew. Uh, you know, basically turned people into rapists. A cartoon skunk. The kids watch Pepe Le Pew and, you know, they turned into rapists, I guess. <laughs> now, if you're not familiar because you're a youngin', back in the day, Looney Tunes, Bugs Bunny and all of these guys, Speedy Gonzalez, they tried to get rid of him too. Pepe Le Pew was a skunk, a French skunk, considered himself a romantic. And he always tried to go after this cat who he thought was a skunk because she had a white stripe. And, you know, you, you try to kiss her and all of this stuff and chase her around and stuff. You know, cartoon stuff. It's a cartoon. Now, as I pointed out many, 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 many times, almost anything from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, maybe even early 2000s, you can't do in 2021. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Just a reality thing. That's just how life is. Life moves Forward, there are certain things you can do, there are certain things you can't do. You can't do it in 2021. Can't have Pepe Le Pew in 2021. Can't have Speedy Gonzalez, I guess, in 2021. You can't have Mr. Potato and Mrs. Potato Head in 2021. Whatever, right? Here's my issue. Once again, for the thousandth time, and this goes back to what I said at the beginning, canceling Pepe Le Pew, are we taking down... Every episode of Family Guy. Have you watched Quagmire? Are we taking down every episode of He-Man or, or Voltron? Are we taking down everything? The Flintstones, the Jetsons. You know, are we taking down the Jetsons because, you know, his wife, you know, always took his money? That's not, that's not a very strong, independent uh, future woman. What are we doing here? Skunk. It's a cartoon. 
Yes, when you become an adult and you watch things back from your childhood, you say, hmm, that's interesting. That's a little problematic. You laugh and you move on. Nobody watched Peppa. You cannot, <laughs> is, there is no scientific evidence that people that watch Looney Tunes made them into rapists. It would be the same way of saying that the Elmer Fudd made you into a mass shooter <laughs> or Bugs Bunny turned you into a cross-dresser. You know, like it's, just, it's you work for the New York Times. Write about this teacher that's having this black kid get shit out of the toilet. Write about all of the injustices that's going on. Write about how the Georgia is changing all their voting laws because a black a black guy won a runoff. That it went Democrat. That Trump didn't win. Write about that. You're a skunk. And don't get me wrong. I like watching breakdowns of WandaVision and all of that, you know, Marvel stuff, et cetera, et cetera. Skunk? Cartoon skunk. Cartoon skunk. You know. Thundercats didn't make me think, you know, that that cats could turn to humans. I tell people, they they don't come after the Smurfs next. They don't come after the Smurfette, one girl, 100 guys, Papa Smurf. They don't come for the Smurfs next. That's where we're at. They don't come for the Smurfs. You work for the New York Times. I know I keep repeating myself, but come on, dog. Pepe Le Pew? Now Pepe Le Pew can't show up in nothing else? I mean, you could readjust the character. <laughs> you know, you could turn him into something positive. Yeah, I mean, you just ban Pepe Le Pew? I mean, Bugs was doing some, some weird stuff back then. It's just, it's just a sad state of affairs that people care more about Pepe Le Pew than black guys getting shot in the back by the cops. The way black women are treated. They, they care more about Pepe Le Pew. I can't say that strongly enough. Somebody said, if you're upset about Pepe Le Pew, uh, imagine... If that was your daughter, your wife, your sister was the, the cat and the guy was, you know, Pepe Le Pew, right? If you're upset about Pepe Le Pew. I want you to just think about that for a second. You are trying to correlate a cartoon with real life events. This is a cartoon skunk. In real life, women have to be very careful. Uh, it's dangerous out there. So yeah, your sister, your daughter, your your wife, your friends, you are concerned about them. But you know what concerns me more? It's a random white guy doing something to him. There's no correlation with the skunk. I've never, I have never, hey, look, if you have the, the documentation, send it over. 
You tell, you show me the Netflix documentary, the police report. If you got it, I shut up. You show me that report where they caught a serial rapist, a serial abuser, a serial whatever, right? And they said, what inspired you to do this? Where did these thoughts come from? What made you feel this rage? Why do you hate women so much? Why did you do these things? And the guy looks at him, dead in their eyes, says, well, Pepe Le Pew did it, so I thought it was cool. Yeah, that's all I got. I appreciate you listening. Please follow me on Twitter at BSO, Facebook, Black Sports Online, Instagram, and YouTube, B-S-O-T-V. Big shout out to ABF Creative for having put this podcast together. I'm out.